Hey, hey, what's up, you guys? Does capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 76 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week I went to a concert that was so good, I thought it was all pre recorded. <laughs> I was also really high. That's amazing. <laughs> what an amazing surprise. <clears throat> right? You're like, nah, this can't be real. I was like, there's no real. way she's singing that good. <laughs> and I'm your host, Courtney, and this week I had some um, drama with my landlord's teenage son oh no not the teenager well not really teenage the living shit out of me he's 20 (laughs) oh he's like really close to he's adult (laughs) yeah he's an adult sure he's an adult whatever (laughs) what happened what was the drama um so basically little backstory he's lived here ever since we've lived here but then like a month ago he started packing up his car one morning and we were like hey like what's up is everything okay and he was like i'm moving to whistler and we were like oh that's oh. that's super random and then he <laughs> left but now he just comes home every single weekend and whistler is oh. like at least a five hour journey from here and i was like that's weird i didn't know i lived in whistler because like <laughs> i didn't know that whistler was so close <laughs> yeah and he's like really he's really musical he has a band um and he likes to host his own parties where he either plays music really loudly or he is the music for the entire night. Oh, um, him wow. and his band. And they play everything from like rap to country to like jazz and blues. Wow. Um, which is fun for the first like two hours. <laughs> but then when it gets to like, you know, like one or two in the morning and your ground, your floor is still like shaking and oh you just God. hear this like. 20 year old soundcloud rapper Um, (laughs) it just sometimes it gets a little old yeah Um, i can imagine (laughs) yeah so sometimes we get a little bit annoyed and um we end up being those like cranky old people and we'll text him and be like can you please keep it down yeah Um, yeah we're trying to sleep here so good for you i'm always too scared of doing that oh Um, i don't do it janae does it oh i I don't i don't you're like i'm keeping the peace (laughs) i'm not involved in it (laughs) i'm I'm switzerland i'm neutral (laughs) um so yeah he was having one of his um infamous parties which happened every weekend uh last weekend and we like we're going to bed and we heard some like commotion outside and it sounded like people were like getting in cars Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, man, like, they're all drunk. I really hope no one's, oh, like, shit. driving drunk. Yeah. And then, like, we woke up. Everything was fine. We had asked him to, like, keep down the music. And it's funny because there's, like, two kids downstairs. So there's um, the son and the daughter. Mm, and so yes. we had texted the son to be like, hey, can you keep it down? And in the morning, he texted us back. And he was like, oh, sorry. Like, it was my sister's party. It wasn't mine. Oh. And we're like, okay, whatever. You guys and are then... both downstairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so we went out to our car and there was a big scratch on the side of our car. Oh, In the morning. No. And Janae, like, just started freaking out. He got I really, really angry. And I was like, I think we should, like, I think we should, I was like, I think we should, like, take some deep breaths before we react and just, like, deal with the situation, figure out how we want to approach this. While I was saying this, he was already angry texting, um... <laughs> the landlord's son oh uh, no yeah so he was like i really need to talk to you like my car scratched and he was like oh that was my sister's party like it's not mine oh, i'll see shit. what i can find out and then so then we texted our landlord to be like hey like your kids had a party last night and like our car scratched you guys um, are nuts <laughs> you guys are like we're going straight to the top going to your mom i'm gonna tell your mom I'm gonna call your mom yeah <laughs> Um, so we told, we told, we told our landlord and she was like, you know, I'm like really sick of them having like parties every weekend when I go out. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to try to figure this out for you. And then she sends us a voice note from the daughter. Okay. And the daughter is just like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Yeah. That was like my brother's party. Um, it wasn't my party. I don't know what happened. Yeah. That's really like fucked up that that happened to you. And like, that was the voice note. And we were like... Okay. compensation <laughs> meanwhile like the the son is still like texting us every five minutes he's like do you know this do you know this i'm gonna ask this person he's being like a little detective which i kind of like appreciated yeah um 
And yeah, it ended up, I like looked at the scratch like a couple hours later and I started like rubbing it and it turns out the whole scratch literally rubbed off the car. Like it was (laughs) surface level. That's why I was like, we need to take a breath before we um, approach this in anger. And he just like, Janae just went off without taking that breath. Um, So it ended up being okay. We still have like blue paint on our car. So we know it was somebody with like a blue car, which the daughter of our landlord has a blue car. Uh-huh. Just some tea. It's not, you know, we can't say anything for sure because there's lots of people with blue cars, I guess. It's like kind not of an unusual really. color of blue. <laughs> I guess um, so. But we can't say definitively, I guess. But yeah, it was just like really awkward after we realized that it could be scratched off because they were still texting us like, we'll figure out how they get this fixed. Like the son was like, hey, I know people like an auto, whatever. They can do it for free for you. And we were oh, like, that's really sweet. We were like, Thanks, but I guess we can. I, I think we can buff it out ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We You're just like, actually, it's not that big of a deal. But honestly, yeah. it was that big of a deal. It's a good thing that you freaked out over something like this because I think yeah. that that's a precedent for like, don't fuck with our shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He um, texted Janae yesterday and was like, hey, is it okay if I have a party tomorrow? He Aww. like asked permission to have a party. We were like, you don't need to ask us permission. Like, we You just... live here. It's okay. Yeah. Just like be respectful. <laughs> yeah, That's just like turn so it off before like, you know, two or three in the morning would be great yeah. or like turn it down. You don't have to ask yeah. us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there was, you go. That was the drama. Boundaries. That Boundaries didn't have end up being any drama. drama. <laughs> could have been a lot worse though so at least you made a big deal about it i think it's a good thing that you made a big deal of it i think so scare them scare them straight exactly i really like pulling the mom card too just being like oh sorry yeah we actually um which i mean it 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 makes sense though because like she's our landlord like it's not our responsibility to deal with her kids yeah like she can deal with her kids like we should be talking to our landlord not her kids so it's kind of fun just to be like actually yeah i talked to your mom (laughs) (laughs) You fucking loser. You still live at home. You're a freeloader. <laughs> I live above your I mom. I pay rent to live here, so. Yeah. <laughs> I live in this house, too. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oof. Yeah, you guys are savages. But I love it, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat> All right. So um, I forget about... Oh, the concert. Tell us about the concert. Yeah. Sorry. I was like, what, what did it's you okay. do? <laughs> it's okay. So I went to this concert. It was so good. It was um, these guys called Purity Ring. And Ooh. it was so fucking sick. Like, it was it was literally so cool. It was like all this standing area kind of concert situation. And there's two people who are, um, like, headlining the band, I guess. There's two lead people. And one of the people does the singing. And then the other person does the, like, piano kind of, like, Ooh all the other instruments i guess which is happening so i think some of it is pre-recorded because it's like electronic music um but some of it is also happening live like i'm not totally sure what the vibe is but it was so i feel like fucking doesn't cool like doja talk. cat do that where yeah where some of it she is like plays her songs in the background and then she just like kind of sings like almost over them but like yeah. some of it is the actual the, pre-recorded yeah. some of it's not i feel like that's what what it was and okay that yeah it was just really cool like they had this um piano thing in the background with these lights like all around in a circle and every time he would hit like a specific note like that light would go off in like oh, a cool sick. way and it was just like like that for the entire concert and they would do like different colors like different like parts of it would be lit up and oh it was just so cool and then they had this like screen this kind of see-through screen and the person who was on the piano was sitting behind the see-through screen and then the person who was singing was in front of the see-through screen but like it was really cool because they never fully lit the singer and it kind of matched exactly how the dj person i guess i'll call them or like the producer person was lit as well because they were behind a screen so you couldn't really see them but it made Mm. sense because you couldn't really see the person who was singing either like she was just being lit in like really artistic ways from like a lot of different angles but never like, like directly on so it made it look like they were both like equal parts of the show and there was 
projections happening on the screen too and there were just like kind of lines and like cool really artistic projections and they would mm. all be like centered around the person who was doing the DJing in the middle and like the person oh it was just so fucking good like I was literally in shock at how good the show was like I haven't seen a show this good in a really long time and like Aww. and like I went to some I went to some concerts you know I, I went to a concert in a stadium I saw the Lumineers last week and th- that show was good but like this show was better <laughs> yeah it sounds like very different vibes too like yeah. Lumineers versus like <clears throat> electronic like light show vibes yeah, very different vibes exactly very different. very different vibes you know we don't put any blame on the lumineers for having boring lighting because some of their music There's, is it would, yeah i think it would like be too much for the music i think it would outshine yeah. the music a little bit because their music's very like folky and like slow and it it needs to be simple yeah exactly so it was simple and it was perfect i agree with you <laughs> and I think I I need to go to more like electronic like EDM these mm. kinds of shows because it was really really good and I me and Kayla took these gummies before we got there mm-hmm. and I guess they hit at like the perfect time because like the second <laughs> the, the light it, like it started and I was literally like like mouth open like jaw dropped like I literally was so shocked at how good it was I was not expecting it everything was perfectly on beat everything sounded so perfect it sounded so amazing like her vocals were so fucking good and I I literally thought that it was pre-recorded because it was like everything every note would flow into the other note so perfectly and it would just sound like she wasn't singing I just straight up thought that it was all (laughs) auto-tune and the kicker here which is kind of one of my main reasons at the beginning is that they like really wanted to go on tour so they did this whole like you have to wear a mask kind of thing even though the mask mandate is lifted but they were like we want to go on tour guys and like you know please wear your mask so she was wearing a mask the entire time during the performance so that is weird I never saw a mouth moving. <laughs> I can understand how you thought that. I would have probably thought the same thing. Yeah, and it just that's, doesn't. How do you sing with a mask on? How does that's that what not I was wondering. The sound? Because you would hear it like muffled, like it would yeah. be super muffled by the mask being in the way. Like everything sounds different like this versus like this, right, guys? Yeah. Right, guys? Right, guys? Like my hand is going over my mouth, and like there is some interference. So I don't know. Maybe they had some sort of like mic inside. Maybe had, yeah, under. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe and then the she was just using the microphone mic'd. as a prop. The entire mask is mic'd. That could be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. And she was just a really good performer, too. And she was wearing this really sick costume. It was like this white, flowy thingy. And it was just like really big on her. And like, oh, God, it was just so good. And she was just like so into the music. And she was like kind of doing like really cool dance moves and stuff like that. It was it was just amazing. I had such an amazing time. And like, Aww. I have a couple videos and I watched them the next day. And I was like, oh, no, there's definitely not pre-recorded Because like you could hear that she was out of breath or that like she oh, like okay. was like you could actually hear that it was live. So I was like, oh, maybe I was just super fried. But it added to the experience. It added so much to the experience. Like it was it was so good. It was so good. I, was I feel so like. I feel like edibles have gotten a lot better since weed was legalized. I just feel like there's so much more, like, option and information now. And, like, you can actually pick what kind of high you want <laughs> versus yeah. just, like, taking whatever someone gives you, knowing nothing about it, just Literally. hoping for the best. You're like, apparently, <laughs> this is 10, 10 grams. So. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know what strain. Guy. We no. don't know anything about it, but... We're yeah. going to take it and hopefully we won't die or fall asleep. Yes, exactly. Hopefully it's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully this is the right uh, the right one for the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was really good. It was a shatter, shatter gummy. Ooh. I think yeah. I have some of those. Maybe. In Apparently tongue. in Ontario, you're not allowed to be selling anything that is over 10 milligrams of CBD. Yeah. So, CBD? yeah not thc no so like thc gummies are hard to come by so like when we found these we were just like we need to buy them all the time so weird i know and they're they're legit too like i don't know why people don't yeah i don't know the gummies the gummies haven't like hit that super high quality yet i don't think oh but yeah in bc you can get like CB- it's weird that they limit CBD because CBD is like not it doesn't get you high yeah but you can yeah I think there's no cap on CBD I think there's a cap on the total amount of THC that you can sell so whatever like oh, okay. the cap is sometimes they split it into like a bunch of gummies or you just get like one or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but yeah they don't <laughs> they don't cap CBD it's so weird like <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense okay yeah. Ontario <laughs> yeah I don't really understand Step up your them, game but... Yeah, Ontario is is in the dumps right now, I think. Maybe just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> we haven't gotten 
gone through it. And yeah, on the note of um, cool music, yeah, um, my opinion this week slash my conversation this week yeah. is about AI and about AI art. Um, Ooh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't really know how I felt about it either, but yeah, we'll get into it and we'll okay. see. Um, so the the year right now. For those of you who are listening in the future or the past, it's 2022, okay? The past. And we are beginning to see that the creative industries may not actually be safe from robots taking over. Because robots may be taking over art. AI is now creating art. It's creating um, visual and musical art. And for a long time, we were just like, art can't be created by a robot because robots aren't creative. And when I say robot, I do mean like mechanical machine learning Mm -hmm. and like artificial intelligence. So if I use the word robot, please do not, please just roll with me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. audience. What else would you be talking about? Is there a debate over the term robot? What it means? Maybe some tech people will be like, that's not what a robot is. Yeah. They're like a robot could is, yeah yeah like maybe your robot is like the thing that like delivers your amazon package like that's technically a robot and it was programmed to do something but it's not creative you know just ai yeah yeah (laughs) so things are beginning to change and we are scared (laughs) you know what this immediately makes me think of though what the scum manifesto I don't know. Are you going to touch on the Scum Manifesto? No. Why does it make you think of the Scum Manifesto? Because in the Scum Manifesto, she talked about how um, uh. all jobs should be eliminated. All jobs should be given to robots except for creative endeavors. Because creative endeavors are, like, supposed to be what humans are doing. And that's what we find joy from. And, like, everything else can be automated. Yeah. She's like, there's no reason why not, why all of these silly little menial tasks haven't been automated. Except to give men a little sprinkle of purpose <laughs> in this life. Yeah. I think maybe we should. Yeah, that's such a good connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. But I mean, I feel like I've integrated that so deeply into my life. Like when I do work, I'm like, why isn't this automated? Like I just think about the scum manifesto so many times a week. I'm like, right? (laughs) So relevant. Yeah, it's it's crazy relevant. Um, So, moving forwards, my friends, TikToks in my world have been popping up um, to get. I think to the population used to seeing art created by AI. And like, I see a lot of TikToks that people mm. are like, haha, look at this stupid thing that this AI created. Like, it's so bad. Um, like, these word association um, AI art, and it'll just create some like disturbing and disturbingly bad art um Mm. it'll create like a human body if someone types in like human doing a cartwheel and like the body is completely disfigured it doesn't have a face it's all like blurred and weird yeah and things just look wrong (laughs) 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 yeah it's just maybe a little stupid or they're like oh this is abstract art you know but it just doesn't really understand um, what a human body is or like how to really create art. And it always ends up looking just kind of wrong and eerie and maybe falls into a little bit of the uncanny, uncanny valley where it's like you is this like if it's made by a machine and you know it's made by a machine, you're kind of just like, what the fuck? This is so close <laughs> to feeling real, but it's just not. And it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And there's this tool um, called <laughs> Dall-E Mini, which is an AI um like art creation thing and it's capturing a lot of attention on social media recently um because it creates these like kind of weird and sometimes funny like disturbing images out of text prompts and some of the text prompts that exist i will now share with you because it's like (laughs) just outlandish images i think that people maybe are too like lazy to create or they're just like what is the point of this so a koala Mm -hmm. made out of cotton candy a cat made out of laser pointers a dinosaur on a trail cam, <laughs> um, a court sketch of Godzilla on trial. I liked that one. I thought that was pretty that creative. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one I can yeah. actually like picture in my head. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it shows you how the program works is it shows you um, like three images, three images, three images in this little like, and they're all kind of different. You know what it looks like? It looks like those things when Google is just like, which of these is a street light? Which of these is a boat? (laughs) And you have to like click the ones that are a boat. So it's kind of like that format, except it's like these weird, like Grim Reaper holding a McDonald's clipboard. And it's just like nine different images of the Grim Reaper doing like weird poses with the McDonald's clipboard. (laughs) Strange. It's a little strange. And, but I guess technically it's still art. So I guess the question is is it art? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I right? feel like art has to be created by people. 
It feels like it should be. I kind of agree with you. People, I, guess- I think, are using AI as a little bit of a tool. Like, we, yeah. we came up with the Grim Reaper holding the McDonald's clipboard. That's you true. Know? And that we was wrote kind of that idea. For the AI. That's true, to too. Learn. I did not consider that. I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess artificial intelligence is it learns by itself. Isn't yeah, I think that's, the, so I I think that's the point of it, that eventually it just, like, kind of t- starts to take things on on its own. But still, uh-huh. I don't know if it can write its own code. Like, I don't know if I it think can it kind can. of write beyond what it what we... I think it can. I think that's, that's the whole thing about fucking AI, nuts. It, like, writes its own code. I yeah. could be very wrong about that, but that's my understanding <laughs> of it. Let us know, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> art has a lot of different definitions. Is AI created... Is AI created art still art? That's the real question. One of those definitions of art is how humans put in imagination and creative skill to create something that is appreciated for its beauty or emotional power. Mm -hmm. And the imagination input that humans put in um, implies implies the emotional reaction of the viewer when you're looking at something and you're just like, feeling emotions and it's because someone has put in emotion (laughs) into the picture or imagination into like the art form and Mm. yeah um where was i um and there's this one author um ayush agrarval (laughs) i'm sorry i did not look this up beforehand (laughs) Um, and they attempted to answer this question back in like 2021 um a whole year ago oh man (laughs) crazy (laughs) whether there needs to be an emotional input for there to be an emotional output from a human being and this i thought was very interesting which is why i'm bringing it up they used the turning test as an example and um, what happened with this turning test is that they uh, basically it was this concept where it was a game um, where you would ask someone questions and you mm-hmm. didn't know whether it was a robot who was answering or it was yeah. a human being who was answering. And the questioner's job was to decide which one is the AI and which one is the human. And sometimes the human beings would give really like AI-like answers and the humans would give and like vice versa. And a lot of AIs have been able to pass this test. So this kind of proves that human emotion does not need to be behind an answer or behind an art piece or anything to be seen as evocative or emotional to a viewer. Because we really just can't tell like where that emotion is coming from. I think maybe we're just putting our emotions onto like a drawing. Like we're just projecting. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, (laughs) exactly. And then we decide for ourselves. so is art going to be one of the 30% of jobs that is taken over by machines? Oh, no. Possibly. This no. woman, um, this one other author, Annie Ployne, thinks no. Um, okay. <laughs> she's like, hello, we need more artists. This girl is like really advocating for artists. Um, she says that the creative decision making, which results in artwork, can't be replaced by current AI technology. And that art is a response to, like, political context, mm-hmm. an artist's background, the world that we live in, and the, the places that we inhabit. And it can't be replicated by using machine learning because machine learning is only data-driven and it isn't very emotional-driven. And for now, you can't transfer life experiences into data. For now. <laughs> But the future, let's keep it that way. (laughs) Fuck right. The future of machine learning, um, she kind of (laughs) predicts is, um, it will belong like art will belong to people who use both technical and artistic skills. So you may Mm. need to be a little bit of a coder and also have like a degree in fine arts or something like that if you want (laughs) if you want to kind of like become an artist in the future. And she said, "Don't put off going to art school. We still need more artists." I feel like everything's just getting more. Like, you just need more and more qualifications and more and more degrees and more and more skills. Like, now it's not enough to just be an artist. You have to be an artist and a software developer. You have to go to art school and then you have to go get your degree in comp sci. You have to go to boot camp and just learn about it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. It's honestly way too much. And those are the people who become successful, too, because it's just like, wow, it's so groundbreaking that they're using this technology to create art, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone else who is just like really skilled with a paintbrush isn't really being held to the same standard as someone Mm -hmm. who used this new tool, which is technology. And like 
um yeah i like that a lot of these people have kind of been referencing it as like a tool for artists to use and like it can still fall onto the artist to do creative decision making and like use the tool because if you don't know how to use it then like it still could possibly suck like it doesn't (laughs) mean that your art is going to be fantastic just because you know how to code so don't put off going to art school (laughs) go to art school if you if you must this other man gary Kasparov, who is a world champion chess player, which is considered a creative endeavor, um, believed that his battle with IBM's Deep Blue... Wait, 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 wait. He's a chess player? Yeah, he's a world champion chess player. And that's a creative endeavor, being a chess player? Yes, because a lot of the decisions that you make when you're playing chess are emotional decisions, and a lot of... I thought it was strategies. Yeah, I mean, it is strategy, but, like, a lot of the strategy kind of comes from reading your opponent's body language, reading your Mm -hmm. opponent's, like, eyes, and, like, kind of learning how to see how they're feeling and, like, what they're feeling anxious about. Okay. I feel like it's a stretch, but okay. (laughs) I swear it's true. And there's, I I think a little bit of this is also coming from this documentary that I watched called AlphaGo. And have you seen AlphaGo? I have not. Oh, man, you guys, you have to, you all have to go watch AlphaGo. It's so good. So, it's this documentary about um, kind of a similar thing. Um, it's like this game um, called AlphaGo, and it's kind of like chess, but it's like a million times more complicated. And the amount of outcomes that you could have are literally endless because of the amount oh, of spaces shit. and because of the amount of things that you could do. And these people developed this um, like AI similar to IBM's Deep Blue, um, but it was for AlphaGo. And they developed this AI, and they tried to like teach it how to beat people, and tried to teach it how to make emotional decisions, and teach it how to like be creative on the board and stuff like that. And and um, it eventually ended up beating the players and people who were watching all over like so badly wanted the player. I'm like getting emotional just thinking about it because it's so good. And so many people all around the world wanted the human being to beat the robot yeah. so badly, but he couldn't. And like he was the world's best AlphaGo player. And there was five rounds in AlphaGo and he yeah. won. I think he won one of them. And then. The other four, like, were all won by the machine. And it was just, like, so grueling to watch this competition happen. And it was so weird because, like, you got both sides of it. You got the side of this man who's been playing AlphaGo for his whole life. And then you yeah. get the other side of the people who created AlphaGo, and who, um, the, like, the program. And they're so, like, excited about this new technology and this new machine. And they're like, yay, we can do it. That's but at so, the same so time, sad. it is so sad because when it beat them, they were all, like, so happy. But they were also like, oh, God, <laughs> what, <laughs> what have we, we done? Do? <laughs> yeah like oh wait there's consequences for our actions i forgot (laughs) about that like we created a machine that's smarter than the smartest like and best most renowned (laughs) alpha like player yeah it's a really good documentary i 10 out of 10 would recommend watching it it is really fantastic um and this guy this gary who was playing um the chess he believes that the the ai just actually led human beings to become better chess players and to become better at their craft and to learn new things i guess that they never could have conceived of if it wasn't for the AI. <clears throat> in 2016, a text entitled The Day a Computer Writes a Novel was submitted to a short story competition in Japan. And the novel follows a computer program as it realizes mm. its capabilities as a writer and abandons its pre-programmed duties. <laughs> and the entire text was written using AI. So they programmed AI to take over its own programming. And then to write it. You see what I mean? Like, I, I you don't know how even, we're like, f- under, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out in my head. That's right? a lot. Yeah. Isn't that so intense? We're afraid of robots, of AI becoming smarter and starting to yeah, learn itself. But and they programmed this AI to become smart, like, to take over you know what i mean <laughs> take over writing yeah there's literally nothing safe in no. this world no, absolutely ai like what are we gonna do like the economy relies on all of us working what are we gonna like We're i don't beyond I, that bro. i don't understand what the end goal here is i know this is gonna be a tangent but i don't yeah. like the reason that i don't understand ai is because like it takes all these jobs and it has the potential to take all the jobs but like nobody has any interest of people not working you yeah, know, that's true. Like, that government like, wants everybody jobs. to work, and like <laughs> yeah. we still have to pay rent, and we still have to pay for food. But all of our jobs are going to be gone from AI. Like I don't understand what the end goal here is. If the end goal is to get all of us to stop working and not have to pay to live, I support it. But it doesn't, but it doesn't sound see- like yeah. that's the goal. So I just don't understand what we're working towards. It scares me. It's a great it scares question. me a lot. I think we're all they just, just want be, everyone. I guess, homeless. 
Yeah, other we're gonna die off as a species. Or everyone just needs to be coders, and then we all just need to be making AI. No, but AI codes itself. That's robots. the thing. Oh like, fuck! Like uh, th- <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the whole fear that at some point it just like takes over, and then humans just become unnecessary. Like we're writing our own demise. Oh god. And there's no plan to just hang out at the beach. There's no plan at all. They're just like, that's well, not the if goal. you don't have a job, that's not on us. Yeah, but you're <laughs> like taking them all. Is... <laughs> oh, it's stressful. Yeah, Life is stressful. Point. Damn. Everyone go into the creative industries. Make don't creative know, decisions. It's yeah, it's not even safe. It's not safe. It's not even safe. And this um written like this this story made it uh past the first round of the competition but there was a lot of rounds and it didn't make it to the end but it's cool that okay. it made it past the first one i'm glad it didn't make it yeah to the end me too i'm glad it didn't win because that would be like <laughs> come on like <laughs> we're not living for ai like we're living for humans yeah. like let's fucking this go is, yeah we are the uh, main characters in our novel yeah. let's, let's... Uh. <laughs> But on a more positive note, um, it may also lead to, like, unforeseen domains of elevated human creativity. Things that we couldn't even imagine right now. If we partner with the machines, which um, I guess we are doing because we're making the machines. So we have no choice but to partner with them. I guess so. I guess so. Like, I mean, in a way. And, like, Photoshop, for example. Like, it already has so many things that it's kind of just doing on its own. And that we're like, oh, we're just going to play with the knobs a little bit. Like, we aren't. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we aren't like creating Auto every fix. single stri- yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um this next section is going to be about music about ai music mm-hmm. um i have recently discovered something super fantastic which courtney and i were talking pre pre-show um someone on tiktok made an algorithm listen to 100 hours of one direction and then make a new one direction song out of it and keep in mind right now the timeline we are living in this is like seven years after one direction broke up i don't even want to think about it so we're really sad <laughs> we're really not in a good place and baby it fucking delivered the song is called hideaway by vi dante and it literally makes no sense there are lyrics in it like um maybe we can hide away together at the cottage by the gray just what by is the, the gray, gray? <laughs> just the gray no further questions we're just gonna go hang out by the gray cottage by the gray and it's so catchy like it's actually such a bop and I, not to like shit on my own favorite band but sometimes their lyrics don't make sense too <laughs> the, like, the algorithm was like all right i guess if you yeah. want me to write this that doesn't make sense i will but i guess i will like the, i just, just learned this from them yeah yeah and sometimes it's completely like nonsensical lyrics like i always remember in the story of my life like there's this one line that no one understands i'll drive all night to keep her warm and time is frozen and it's like what does that mean like this, that's his the story the of running? his life he's like the story of my life i take her home so he takes her home first and then he drives he all drives night. all night <laughs> to keep her warm while she's at home or in the car like <laughs> that's true i've never thought about that confused about what's the happening does she live in her car she lives at the cottage by the gray <laughs> <laughs> Her car is the gray. So it just doesn't really make any sense. And sometimes they literally just say things because it sounds good or because mm. it's catchy. Like, everyone knows the story of my life. Like, um, my friend's dad used to listen to it with, like, their little brother. <laughs> like, every Aww. night before they went to bed because they just liked the song so much. They liked the music. They liked the vibe. The story of my life. It's just a good – it's just it's just a banger, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I miss One Direction for okay. how yeah. it felt to, like, hear a new – in quotation marks, One Direction song, but it passed my turning test. I was like, you know mm. what? I know that this, like, this is, is AI, but I am having an emotional reaction to this song, uh-huh. and and I accept it, and it's now one of my new favorite songs. <laughs> That's kind of scary, though. I know. I know, but I just get, I'm just so excited by it. But if, it, if you really look deeply into it, the only reason that I'm so happy to hear this song is because of the human creatives yeah. that came before it. Yeah, it's because of One Direction. Yeah. And it just, like, reproduced One Direction. It's like a nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And I think that music is also really interesting, too, because... It's a it's interesting for AI to get into it because a lot of music is recognizable patterns and mm. things that sound good to the ear and things that sound familiar to us. Like, for example, I just learned this the other day, but every four counts of eight in like almost every song, they change the beat or something happens in a song that like goes different and it changed my life. Now I'm like counting and then right when it <laughs> hits eight, the beat changes every time. It's uncanny and it's a little freaky or like 
you keep all of the chords in C major. Like if you guys ever yeah. had, did any music, you know, if you're in E minor, then you do E minor the entire time. And then maybe you can go up an octave and an octave is always eight notes. And it's always the same every time. And it follows really, it follows rules. And like music has a lot mm. of rules to make it sound good. And you could easily teach AI these rules. And also every song, as we have learned, um, is inspired by a past song and like a mishmash of another person's musical knowledge. So it makes sense that AI is actually kind of good at making music. <laughs> um, there's a lot of AI royalty royalty free music available. And this, yeah, I think you might get a little freaked out by this too, because um, their whole marketing thing is that they're like, oh, there's no copyright um there's no you don't need to claim this like it's totally hassle-free because it's not written by like a human it's written by an ai and so you don't need to credit the ai you could just use the music and like none of the none of the money goes anywhere and yeah it's just kind of weird because it's like i feel like this is gonna make me such a hypocrite because on that episode that we were talking about music rights i was like oh it doesn't make sense like you should be able to build off of people's music Mm -hmm. and like copy it but i'm like the ai took that from people like it learned it from people (laughs) like Like, it learned it from somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so you think that it should (laughs) all the music all the money that comes from that ai song should go to the all of the all of the references that it's gathered. <laughs> I don't know. I like I'm just like right? so it's torn so about this because it freaks me out so much. Like even that One Direction song. I'm like, mm-hmm. technically this AI could just keep producing songs that sound exactly like One Direction. And then oh. One Direction like doesn't make any money off of it. But somebody's essentially like imagine how freaky that is for One Direction for somebody to be writing their music sounds exactly like them. Uh, but it's not them. Like that's so like, scary. I'm never that. Like what oh, if somebody AI at our podcast Oh, and then, like, it got really successful, and they oh. made a lot of money off of it. And we were like, hey, but that's us. That's but us. It was just AI. That. Oh. that learned about us and then recreated us. See, it just freaks me out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There is a lot of space for copyright law to enter yeah. into this space. It's going to take a while to catch up. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> um. We're also using AI to bring dead singers back to life, or as people are calling it, oh, in memoriam. No, 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 I'm sure no, 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 maybe no, no, you have no. seen some of these things. Whitney mm-hmm. Houston performed like at Coachella I as a hologram. I hate this. I hate this so much. This is what I was thinking of when you first started talking about AI. I didn't know it would go here. I didn't know they were already doing this. But like, this is a new oh. thing that people are going to have to like write into wills and stuff like that. Like, I consent to being AI'd, or like, please don't. Oh, Remember when they released that Mac Miller song me. and we were like freaked out about it? We're yeah. like, did he like who asked? Like no one asked him. Like they created a music video for him without him. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it gives me that vibes. Like you're like literally that person's dead. Yeah, just like just, please and respect. they're performing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Like let them be dead. Yeah, yeah. Let them rest. Like finally, just let them rest. rest. Like I know it's not a yeah, real we can person, play their but songs, like, but they don't need to be writing new it music. It feels almost disrespectful. Like I see what you mean to just be like bringing these people back to life, and especially like and um they did this with Elvis too, and like mm-hmm. Elvis and Whitney Houston both at the end of their lives like weren't really in a state to be performing. They mm-hmm. were kind of like completely burnt out by their career and like by the choice that they mm-hmm. like made to become famous and like to like be a successful musician and to be a successful artist and i just recently saw tiktok too that elvis was apparently like 200 pounds overweight um like when he passed away and he was taking like a lot of different prescription medicines to be able to keep him like awake and functional he was also like maybe uh, like just he just had a lot of issues yeah. but he was still performing and now like they're using Ugh. these holograms as like a tribute to it's like toxic people who have passed away to another level you it's die insane. and you like, still can't rest <laughs> they're like you still need to work actually you got Aww. coachella this weekend Sorry. <laughs> i know and it just it does feel weird because it's not a real it's not they're not real like they're not really there but it's like yeah it's weird yeah it's like death isn't final anymore no and that's I feel like that's a hun- like a, a fundamental a fundamental of like the human experience is like I mean of everything mm. like living being experiences death and it being final and like we spend a lot of our lives trying to like think about death and plan for death and understand death and deal with death and now like death isn't I don't know yeah it's really strange they also had like an ABBA I was just about to bring that up. Hologram. Yeah. I don't think Abba's dead, though. No, Abba's still that, alive. Yeah, but... <laughs> They're that, like, we that, don't have that to perform every out. night. <laughs> I was like... 
I wonder what being at that concert was like. You're just cheering for these like for light these holograms. It's weird. It's like going to it's the weird. movies. <laughs> <laughs> I you guess could so. watch you could watch the movie at home. You could watch Mamma Mia at home. But yeah. <laughs> why not go no. see it on the big screen? <laughs> I guess. No? I guess. It just like takes something out of live music. Yeah. When the thing isn't real. Yeah. When the person's not actually doing the singing. There is a whole other side of concerts, though, that I really appreciate, which is just being in a group of people and in a crowd who are all singing the same songs. Like, But I feel like part of that is also, like, having the human on the stage creating oh, the experience. So you could show them know? how much you appreciate their music and, like, how much you appreciate and how everyone knows the songs that they created. Like, yeah, and part of, like, the nice thing about being in concerts is the fact that, like, it's a very real experience. Mm. Like you're in a group of a bunch of people. You're not in front of a screen. I mean, everyone has their phones out nowadays, which is kind <laughs> of annoying. But like besides that, yeah. the person on stage is like creating something that makes you feel something. Like it's just a very human experience. Yeah. It's very removed yeah. from technology and screens yeah. and AI and stuff like that. But now like AI is part of it. Like we're all just having a human experience while AI is like seeing. I don't know. It's I don't weird. like it. I the don't like it. Are Make it stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make it stop, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting too to see how it develops in the future. I'm, I want to know whether the hologram concerts will be cheaper or more expensive than the human tour. I swear to God, if they're more expensive, I'm gonna fucking right, kill myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that'll be it for me, boys. <laughs> Um, and now, in an attempt to answer these very thought-provoking questions, I would now like to introduce you to Hatsune Miku, who is a Vocaloid software voice bank developed by Krypton Future Media. Lots of big words going on, but we'll, one second, we'll get there. And um, Hatsune Miku was originally a, a software, a program, and it was meant to be used as um, an instrument and as like a tool. And it's this voice like instrument type of thing. Um, but it was mo anthropomorphismed into a person, into like this anime girl um, with blue hair and like long ponytails, and her voice was modeled after an actress. And um, but she is like completely a program. Um, but it's gotten to this like really really interesting point where she goes on tour. She, um, her, like, thing gets projected onto, like, this scrim, kind of like what I was talking about with the concert earlier, where it's, like, kind of the see-through-ish piece of, piece of material, and then Mm. she gets projected onto it, and she, like, walks around stage, and she, like, sings, and she dances, and everyone's, like, woo, like, singing along and stuff like that, and she's completely a program, and thousands of people come to see her sing and come to sing along to her albums, um, and the, her name, um, comes from a couple of different Japanese words, which means like first sound and future, meaning the first sound of the future. She was created in 2007 and her first performance was in 2009. What? Japan is light years ahead of us. What the heck? <laughs> I know. Creeps I know. me out so much. I, th- I like it. I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> it just... And, like, you'll never be able to meet that person. No. Like, there's no such thing as a meet and greet. No. When everyone's AI. Yeah, I know. It's like meeting your favorite anime character. I guess once we, like, create whatever it is. Not Second Life. That's the one in off- The Office. <laughs> My Second Life where Dwight just everything is the same, but he flies. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, whatever Facebook's making. The metaverse. Yeah, the metaverse. I guess once we make the metaverse, we can start meeting our AI. We can, like talk to whitney houston and whatever holy shit we could beat ais with our own ai bodies that'd be crazy that'd be crazy that could really bring the if you were stuck in an elevator with anyone dead or alive who would it be to life like you could actually do that and have a recreated conversation with someone who is already dead cool so in crazy 2011 (laughs) breaking my brain yep she was um created um as i was saying she was originally sold as a musical instrument to be used like in with like audacity or with like some sort of program and stuff like that but uh, people really liked it and people really liked the sounds and so they actually asked their japanese fan base if it would be feasible to create her as a virtual singer and then that's when they created this like japanese anime style character who goes on world tours and now it's escalated to the point where she has like a whole group of friends who are all like vocaloid programs and 
they also have like this rhythm game which is like a tap tap revenge which like uh, my friend introduced me to it and i played it a couple of times i played it for like three days i was like i'm obsessed with this but it was too hard (laughs) 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 um and yeah and it's just turned into this whole Wow. fan base and um like i'm not sure what to call it but like there's merch there's a lot of different worlds that Who's, you can uh, be involved in is that the i programmers. guess the, the people interesting yeah so now yeah. programmers are celebrities yeah basically basically hmm. and i also wonder because her voice is based off of an actress's voice um yeah. so they took samples of that of that actress's voice and then like mixed it up a little bit and turned it into this Vocaloid software. And they mm. have just like a bunch of different notes and they basically describe it as like a keyboard and every single note is like, ah, you know, a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they like create the music. So I'm interested if she actually went to the studio, if she gets any of the money, if like, yeah. cause her voice was sampled and it continues yeah. to be sampled um, for the past, like, 10 years. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's kind of creepy. Like, so yeah. you can just take your your features and yeah. build something. And it's be like, like cool. I'm, this isn't you, though. I'm going to profit I, off I of it, but famous. it's not you. <laughs> so weird. It is so weird. If someone, if, yeah, if our podcast became successful once AR started doing it, I'd be so pissed. I'd be so, yeah. Same. I'd be like, hey, guys, what the hell? <laughs> That's just a robot, don't you know? I'm the real deal over here, buddy. The real deal. <laughs> um, uh, this one, man, just to kind of um, bring us to a little bit of a close here. Mm. Brian Eno, a person who is smart. I don't know what he does. He once said <laughs> that <was> artificial <laughs> intelligence is in many, many ways a misnomer. And what computers really have is artificial stupi- stupidity technology is only as useful as the tasks its creators assign it to ai can only do what we teach it to whether that means copying elvis counterfeiting head of state or synthesizing sounds that we've never had before it's made up just it's all up to us (laughs) the horizon the moral one and the imagination one is all up to us like courtney was saying we are literally writing our own demise we are building our future (laughs) right now i think this ties in perfectly (laughs) Like, if we want AI to take over creative jobs, we could probably write it to do that. But let's not yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, like, I think... People forget we're in control here. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity with AI. And I think we just all need to, like, take a minute. Don't react. You know? <laughs> take a minute. Breathe. Let's sit down. Don't angry and let's text think anyone. of the plan. <laughs> let's think of the plan and let's think of the end goal. And the end goal is enjoy life don't have to work ai does all the crappy stuff about life okay so let's just keep that in in the back of your heads please while let's you work are towards a common goal yes <laughs> which isn't the demise of humanity but it's actually the uh the the start of a better enjoyment yeah of leisure. the end of capitalism real leisure really le- true true leisure true leisure true leisure which is which is why technology was created apparently to make human life easier but somehow yeah it just apparently keeps getting harder i know right and i don't know why so, and then i have to learn about eight different types of different apps that i need to do and then it's like that takes up more and more of my time <sighs> yeah yes um control it and we will be okay ariana grande i i don't remember why i wrote that down oh i do remember now <laughs> Ariana, Ariana Grande, and that—that that is the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, I was thinking about Ariana this um, when I went. To, yeah, I just wrote Ariana Grande question mark. I think I accidentally forgot to finish the ending. I I always do it's that. Fine. So, um, she does this cool thing at her concerts where she has these gloves that mm-hmm. um are in sync somehow with her sound program that she uses to edit her music. So she can do different hand motions. And that will cause her voice in real time to uh, be something different. So, for example, if she pans her hand from right to left with an open hand, then it'll change the... It'll, like, move the sound from the right speakers over to the left speakers. And then if she uh, makes her... If she, like, bends her finger and makes a little circle with her thumb and her index finger and then, like, lifts it up, then this creates reverb and this makes it higher and uh, putting it down makes it lower. And she can do all this live. So she can be going, like... "Ah, ah, ah," 
like live while she's that's doing one crazy. note with her mouth. Isn't that so fucking well, what cool? What the hell? I okay. know. And I think that that's just a really interesting way to be using AI creatively. Yeah. And like she's obviously really interested in the like creative tools part of being a singer songwriter. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a really like interesting kind of way to end it off that like yeah. technology and AI can be used um, in conjunction conjunction with, with human, human ingenuity yeah. and creativity and imagination and yeah thank that's you all. <laughs> so no many new fears unlocked but thank you so many new icks and yeah. weird things to think about yeah yeah but uh, it's, it's gonna be so cool to see what happens with copyright with all this stuff yeah, yeah. and ethics yeah morals all, like, ethical ethics. things totally that need to be like please do not hologram me until 50 years after my death (laughs) yeah or it's like like, if people still care at that point you can hologram me (laughs) people still miss me yeah fine fine if they're begging for it (laughs) that's like the weird thing though is that like you were talking about um if you could like you know meet anyone living or dead like who would you meet you'd be meeting the person but you wouldn't be able to like learn any new information about them you know what i mean because we only know what we know like that person is dead so you could meet with them you could ask them questions but you wouldn't figure out anything new about that person yeah it would be able to chat with them answers yeah or like what we already know in history wow or what we think we know like i I don't know it weirds me like you you won't even be able to really give them a hug (laughs) because they're a hologram yeah damn the scenario truly only exists like if there is an afterlife <laughs> and you're yeah. that real person that's crazy yes. anyways you can close this out that's yeah, all i got sorry, to say I that was me um it's okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs>that brings us to the end of the episode thank you lydia thank you for that very interesting little chat about ai art about how nobody's safe from ar nobody say ar ai ar um, <laughs> there's a lot of things to be afraid of hide your kids hide your there's <laughs> also a lot of opportunities for ai to make stuff cooler and easier so let's just make sure we keep an eye on that stay on track yeah keep an eye on that as a um, if you want to let us know what you think, you can head over to our Instagram, which is very.unimportant.people. You can send us an email if you really want. Uh, that's haterscliquehere at gmail.com, which is h-h-t-r-s-clickhere at gmail.com. Um, we are on Twitter, the unimportant ppl. We're on Patreon. To find our Patreon, just go to our Instagram and then our link tree and then click Patreon and then bam, you're there. There's lots of fun content on there for you. And then most importantly, we are on TikTok, our most favorite platform (laughs) where we take little chunks from our podcast episode. We pull them out of the context that they're in (laughs) and we slap them on TikTok for people to yell at us for. It's great. If you listen to the podcast... Go check out our TikToks because you can laugh along with us as mm-hmm. people try to tell us about things that we've already covered in a 45-minute <laughs> discussion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's all for us this week. I hope you have a great. Bye.